Welcome to the perfume room. My scent of the day today is one that I just woke up craving, and that is Narciso for Her Eau de Toilette from Narciso Rodriguez. The Eau de Toilette is the one that comes in the black bottle. The Eau de Parfum is the one that comes in the pink bottle. And I was craving this this morning because it's kind of like this like crisp autumnal, but still sort of like warm day outside in New York City. It's in like the like mid 60s. And I was just sort of craving that like in between pointy musk. You know what I'm talking about? There's like a white musk that's sort of like a very fresh, sheer, like think like by Rosie Jane Rosie. Then there's more like animalic musky scents, like something like Frederick Mall Musk Revageur. And today I wanted pointy. Now for me personally, Narciso for her, especially the Eau de Toilette, very much gives the lady in the street, freak in the sheet kind of vibes because it simultaneously feels incredibly like coiffed and polished and tailored, but also like a little bit naughty, a little bit frisky, a little bit sexy. And when I wear the scent, I feel like mysterious. I feel like you can't put me in a box. You know what I mean? So if you don't know Narciso for her, and you want to understand like what it smells similar to, I think some cousins of this fragrance would be scents like Byredo Velvet Haze, Sarah Jessica Parker Lovely, Zerjeff Apollonia. These are all in that sort of like fun, pointy musk genre, which also is often coined to be a modern sheepra. And if you are in Smoke Club this month, we are going to talk all about that. Okay. Before we get to the episode, which is also a special episode today, I thought it would be fun for me to review some recent PR I've received because it's been a while since I sort of have gone through what I've been smelling as of late. Now, when I tell you what my impressions are of these fragrances, what these smell like, I will not be referring to the inspiration or marketing copy or the official fragrance pyramid because in order to give you the most unbiased, pure assessment of what I think these smell like, I don't want to refer to the notes. So the first fragrance that I have for you guys to review, which is something that came up in their episode, but I realized I never gave you like a full rundown of the scent, is Aloria's fragrance, Gentle Shower. Now, the bias that you must know is that Aloria kindly offered to gift me a fragrance of my choice. And after smelling through all of their fragrances, this is the one that I picked. So you already know that I love this scent. That said, let me tell you what it smells like. Okay, I know I'm going back on my word because I literally just said that I would not talk about the fragrance pyramids, but there is one that I think is very relevant to my review, and it's something that came up in the interview with the co-founders of Aloria, which is that in every single Aloria fragrance, there is at least one note that is an ingredient that's native to Korea. So in the case of Gentle Shower, it is a perilla leaf note, which is similar to sort of the smell of shiso leaf. It might actually be a shiso leaf. I don't remember entirely, but it has that sort of like minty, aromatic, sort of herbaceous smell. And Gentle Shower, maybe the name is influencing me, but there's something a little bit ozonic in here too. Like when I close my eyes, I see sort of all of the green colors from all of the aromatic qualities of it, but it also feels a little bit blue to me. There's also a little bit of like citrus that I'm getting, like maybe a little bit lemony. And I would just describe this as zesty and fresh and herbaceous And at the same time, as it feels very like clean and something you could throw on after the shower in the morning, there's something that feels very like, I don't know, sexy to me. I really enjoy this fragrance. Maybe that depth is because it feels a little bit sort of like woody as well. Like there's a little more dimension to this than just being herbal. Next up, we have Autumn Vibes. Now, this is not a new fragrance. I actually think this came out two years ago at this point. However... 
Maison Margiela just generously gifted me the candle and the perfume. And it's a fragrance I haven't smelled in a long time because when it first came out, everyone was like, you got to smell this. This smells like autumn. This smells like leaves. Da, 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 da. So obviously I ran to Sephora and sprayed it. And as soon as I did, I was like, huh. Oh, okay. You know why? Because to me, it felt familiar. It kind of felt similar to Santal 33, Commodity Book. It's a very sandalwoody, sandalwood scent. I would say in full transparency that if you are not a sandalwood fragrance collector, if you already have Santal 33 or you have Commodity Book, this would probably be redundant. But let's pretend that I'm smelling it in a vacuum or that I've lived under a rock and I haven't smelled some of the other sandalwood scents that it's reminding me of, here's what I think of this fragrance. I actually, I like it. It's really interesting. So you do get that very specific sandalwood smell, but then I get this like really interesting sort of like cumin twist. There are some spices in here that I really don't smell in a lot of other fragrances. I do find this, like I said, to be very cumin-y and I understand the autumn feeling of this. There's something in here that does feel like a little bit maple-y. It's not syrupy. It's not saccharine, but just like a tinge of maple in here. I think if I'm being fully transparent, I'm also just like a little put off by the name. Like I just feel like putting vibes in the name of a fragrance. It's such a buzzword. It's such an internet buzzword. And autumn vibes to me sounds like the name of a Pinterest board. But I am not here to criticize names. I am here to smell fragrances. So I will stop and I will say that as far as sandalwood scents go, I think this one is really interesting and I really like the sort of spicy nuances of autumn vibes. Okay, next up, we have the newest release from Creed, which is Carmina. And the cherry in here almost feels like black currant. It's like a little bit tart, a little bit sour. In fact, if I didn't know it was cherry, I think I might initially think that I was smelling black currant. It's not so far away from scents like Meliora, for example, though it is very different. You could put it in that same genre. But then immediately I get like a big violet note. And this could be so off base and maybe I'm just so influenced by the color of the bottle. But I did wear this on my skin the other day and a few hours in, it was almost reminding me a little bit of my memory of Marc Jacobs' Lola. Again, this could be a very out-of-pocket comment because I haven't smelled Lola in so long. But I felt like it was giving me that same sort of like lipsticky but floral quality that I miss so much from that fragrance. But I think to just call this a cherry saffron fragrance, though I do smell cherry and I do smell saffron, is a little bit dismissive of its like sort of lipsticky rose violet heart. And I will say that the sillage of this fragrance, I feel like up close it doesn't smell like a lipstick scent, but the sillage gives me a very photorealistic lipstick fragrance, but instead of leaning into sort of like the iris aspect of lipstick, I think it almost goes like a, I don't know, like a cherry lipstick. It's really fun. I'm really enjoying this one. Next up, we have Fleur Father Figure. I have to say, this feels much more musky than figgy to me. In a weird way, it almost reminds me a little bit of Lost Cause, but I think I prefer Lost Cause to the scent. Yeah, it feels like there's something about it that feels very like 90s musky to me. Aside from the fact that there is fig in this fragrance, I don't feel exactly like the name matches the scent. I feel like with something like Father Figure, I expect this sort of like daddy fig and I feel like I get like a, I feel like I get a musky fig. It definitely feels like it has that like fleur DNA, that sort of like fleur base palette. And I like it, but I think I had different expectations based on the name and I don't think it matches those expectations. Okay, lastly, I just received Andrea Mack Supernova, 
And this is a fun fragrance journey because this one opens very cardamony, very spicy, almost a little bit like cola-ish, but then the dry down feels very like balsamic, a little resinous, a little powdery. And so it opens very like cola cardamom to me. And then the dry down almost reminds me a little bit of like Styrax or opaponics or like a, a benzoin. Like there's something in there that feels like a little bit like powdery balsamic and very cozy. I can't explain it, but the temperature of this scent just feels like what you would put on on a chilly fall night. Like this feels like it's 50 degrees outside and you need a light jacket. I would absolutely like reach for supernova if I was like going out to dinner on November 1st. You know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? That's a very specific thing to say. I'll let you know if I go out to dinner on November 1st and if I wear supernova. I think on my Instagram story, I had said that it sort of reminds me of like the sweater of a loved one a few days later or like a dimly lit dinner party with friends. And it's got that sort of like cozy academia feel. I really enjoy this one. Ring, ring. Hello, it's me, Emma, and I've got the perfect activity for your next date night, friend hang, forced fun work outing, whatever you're doing, whomever you're doing it with, here's what you're gonna wanna do. A perfume wine pairing. How good does that sound? Grab some different wines, the corresponding perfumes, and smell and taste away. Wait, corresponding perfumes? What? How? I'll tell you how. With this month's wonderful sponsor of Perfume Room, Kelly & Jones, which is an entire fragrance brand specifically meant to be paired and experienced with your favorite wines and spirits because they're all inspired by the tasting notes and terroir of said wines and spirits. Smelling these notes as you taste them in wine not only enhances the tasting experience, it helps uncomplicate it. That delicious number two pencil note of a great California cab that your Aunt Pam, who went to Napa once 10 years ago, won't stop talking about, you can finally smell it and understand it. There's the Wine Pairing Collection, which features wine's greatest hits like Chardonnay, Riesling, and Cabernet. Then there's the Blends Collection, five different layering oils inspired all by the primary aromas of the wine wheel. We're talking citrus, we're talking earth, we're talking oat, we're talking fruit, we're talking floral. And of course, the Mezcal Collection, inspired by the different terroir in Oaxacan agave fields, which might I just add that their newest release, Mezcal Flora is a pink pepper rose stunner. What I recommend is ordering sample flights of all of these collections, rallying the crew, and having a night. And all of these scents come in a fun little square rollerball size, specifically so that you can sneak them in your purse or pocket should you choose to do this experience in an actual tasting room instead. Kelly and Jones is generously giving Perfume Room listeners an exclusive limited time discount code. Now through October 31st, use the code Perfume Room at checkout on any order placed on kellyandjones.com to get 15% off your purchase. That's Perfume Room at checkout on kellyandjones.com for 15% off any order. Okay, today is a special episode because if you remember a few weeks back, I asked you to submit your scent consults to me via email and said that I would pick a few to answer in that week's solo episode. Well, I received so many that I was like, I can't possibly get to all of these in this episode, but I wanted to do an episode fully dedicated to tackling a few more. 
So I'm going to do five more today and go a little bit more in depth, giving a little bit more than just like one or two recommendations. And if I still have not gotten to yours, do not be discouraged because I will do this again and hopefully again and again and again. Okay, let's do our first one. Caller, what is your name and where are you calling from? I'm Allie. I am 35. The purpose of this fragrance right now, my husband and I are closing on our first ever home. We have saved so much money and worked so hard to do this and are so excited. And I want a fragrance for myself that matches the home, both to like feel homey while I'm out in the world, but also to use throughout my home intentionally um, with like fragrance stones and things like that. So the vibe aesthetic of the home is very cottagey, um, a little rustic. It feels like if the apothecary in Practical Magic were painted brown and not white, that would be the vibe. It is certainly witchy. There are fairy rings of mushrooms um, in the yard with the deck. It's so beautiful. I'm so excited. Um, and then liked and disliked fragrances, I would say I love Peche Cardinal. I love Lost Alice uh, by Mask Milano, Tamarindo by Memo. Uh, African Roybus by Chris Collins. Te Matcha by Lalaba was my signature scent for, I think, an entire season last year. I really dislike heavy saccharine sweet fragrances. Uh, vanilla in its most cupcakey form. I and my husband like detest that super bakery smell. Um, and for the purposes of this fragrance, I would steer away from Indalic Jasmine because I, I have a ton of flowering plants that have that scent already. So I'm excited. I can't wait to listen to this episode, whoever you choose. Bye. Allie, first off, congratulations. That is so exciting. Your home sounds like an actual dream. A fairy ring of mushrooms. I mean, come on, you cannot write this stuff. I love this for you. And I'm so excited to help you find your perfect housewarming scent. Now, I noticed that you said you didn't want anything that's like too bakery, too vanilla. I fully get that. I'm on board. But I do have to say, I did notice that based on the scents you love, it seems like you tend to like a sort of like gourmand light, like a scent with a subtle sweetness or maybe something that just has like a an element of gourmand, a gourmand facet, if you will. So I'm going to try and give you scents that fall within that sort of wheelhouse. My first instinct for you is something in the sort of like kitchen spice variety. When I hear like apothecary and practical magic, but brown, like jewel tones, I think of spices like nutmeg and cinnamon and cloves and cardamom, or I think of dusty notes like cacao and orris. And for the record, African rooibos and Lost Alice, which are two that you already love, would probably be on my short list for you. So my God, we are aligned. I'm also mindful of the fact that I know you and you've been in many smell clubs. So a lot of the scents that like I might think of in that sort of like witchy genre are ones that are already in your awareness. Scents like Coven or Flaming Creature or Revdasian. You already know. So here's what I recommend. Okay. My first recommendation is going to have to be an international purchase. So I am sorry, but Serge Luton Santal Magiscule. Come on. Okay. Dusty Cacao, Pointy Rose, creamy sandalwood. This fragrance is refined cottagecore. It's sharp and it's powerful, but also simultaneously cocooning. It's like a dusty, velvety truffle that you cut open and a jammy rose center immediately oozes out. Imagine a cozy evening where you're drinking a frothy warm beverage inside a creaky apothecary surrounded by both withered dried roses and fresh bouquets. To me, that is Santal Magic School, and I think you would love it. 
Now, my other recommendation for you is Universal Flowering Poems 1 through 12. This one is going to give you that same sort of subtle gourmand nuance that you enjoy, and it's so cozy, and it feels so cottagecore to me. It smells like dry vetiver dripping in condensed milk, sitting on a tray of fragrant beeswax. It's honeyed, it's lactonic, and it's dry, and there's this faint piquant ginger note that just adds the perfect sort of like kitchen spice zing. If you do order this from Lucky Sun, I would add a few more contenders. I feel like you might also like Eris Scorpio Rising if you haven't tried that one yet because it is the most harmonious spicy scent that you will ever encounter with notes of clove, black pepper, pink pepper, cinnamon, and cardamom. And also, I think you would enjoy Byredo Eyes Closed because it has cottagecore heart notes of carrot and ginger and cardamom and cinnamon, but it's blended on this sort of like ashy, graphite buttery, earthy orris. It feels like Red Hots mixed in orris butter, perhaps a little apothecary potion, if you will. Anyway, congrats again. I'm so excited for you. Yay. Next up, we have Jess. Hi, Emma. This is Jess. I'm 47, and I'm looking for a signature scent that I can wear every time I perform with my band on stage. We have been putting songs out for a few years now, but we've never performed live and we're about to start. So this will be my first time really ever performing on a stage. And I want something that I can put on ritualistically every time that just gives me a huge boost of confidence. Uh, I grew up in the 80s and 90s, so I grew up loving the obnoxious florals. The poisons, the trezors. Today I'm wearing original Dolce & Gabbana from the early 90s, the red cap. So that kind of like heavy flower, all flowers are on the table. There isn't a single flower that I dislike. So yeah, but just that heavy floral with a vintage vibe, but something modern and nighttime. So the vibe is like nighttime, floral, and a modern version of those obnoxious 80s and 90s florals. So definitely no like daytime, no vacation vibes, no office safe, none of that. My budget would be probably like 250 for a 50 mil. I feel like anywhere around there. I can't wait to hear your suggestions. Bye. Jess, congratulations on taking your music to the stage. That is so exciting, and I am so honored to help you find a sort of ritualistic fragrance for the occasion. You want something that feels as opulent and loud and obnoxious as your favorite 80s florals, but distinctly evening and distinctly modern. I've got just the scent. Kerosene Dirty Flower Factory. Now, this scent is going to give you all that sort of gaudy, grapey, white floral nuances that you know and love from the 80s, but then it has the sort of peppery, industrial, metallic feel from notes of pink pepper and chili pepper and ambergris. Its opulence recalls the intensity and tenacity of florals of yesteryear, but its difference comes from its sort of like futuristic grit. It feels edgy, but bubblegummy at the same time, kind of like synth pop. I think that this would be perfect for you. Now for a dank, earthy tuberose that feels distinctly evening, vintage, and just absolutely boisterous. 
Try Hiram Green Moon Bloom. I would describe this scent as a sort of nutty, vegetal, almost rooty, mentholated tuberose. But then there's this jasmine note in here that not only keeps the scent blooming and floral, it adds that perfect tinge of poopy indoles. It is a choice. It is a statement. If there is a scent that is strong enough to give you that sort of Pavlovian switch to get into a new mindset for the stage, tis this. Now, if you are placing this order, I've got two more to add to your cart. For another sort of like grapey, opulent, maximalist white floral, try A Lab on Fire and The World is Yours. And for sort of like a hypnotic, softer, but deceptively powerful floral, I swear the allure of this fragrance is not to be understated, try Psychedelic Love from Anisio. Next, we have Leticia. Hi, Emma. My name is Leticia. I'm 32 years old and I love your podcast. I'm looking for a new fragrance and I want to smell like a song called Bombed by Mark, Mark Lanigan. I think the ideal time to listen to this song is in the morning when the weather is cold and gray. And I like to listen on my headphones while I'm walking my dog and smoking a cigarette. The fragrances that I use are Gypsy Water and Rose of No Man's Land, both by my riddle. And I don't like anything that's too sweet or strong or spicy, like cinnamon and nutmeg. Well, I think that's it. I hope you choose me. Bye-bye. Thank you. Okay, Leticia, I was not familiar with Mark Lanigan, but I'm glad I am now. I can't put the song in here because I think there would be like copyright issues, but I will link the title and the artist in the notes for anyone who's listening and wants to look it up after this episode. But his voice kind of feels like the in-between of like Johnny Cash and Leonard Cohn, kind of maybe like Nick Drake, like very husky, very raspy and... I love that this is what you listen to on like a cool gray morning because his voice feels like a proverbial crackling fireplace. And yet it still feels kind of like gloomy to listen to this song. I think because of that raspiness of his voice and the fact that you said you listen to this while you smoke a cigarette, my brain immediately goes to tobacco, which I know is like a little heavy handed and it's probably kind of like too easy. And you also said that you don't want anything too strong, spicy, intense, no cinnamon, no nutmeg, etc. So let's not go there. Instead, there's actually a particular genre of green notes that I feel sometimes give a sort of cigarette feel, and those notes are galbanum and occasionally wormwood as well. Galbanum kind of smells like, well, I think it smells kind of cigarette but it also kind of smells like peas in a fragrance, and wormwood is sort of like that heady absinthe kind of smell. In fact, wormwood is what is used to create absinthe. So the two scents that I think of for this song specifically are Headspace Absinthe and Celine Nightclubbing. They both sort of match that velvety hue of his voice and Headspace Absinthe, I think, particularly matches this whole essence to a T. It's a velvety green fragrance that feels simultaneously like electric and verdant, but very cozy. Often I find that wormwood fragrances feel very heady or capricious, but in this execution in Absinthe, it feels like wormwood cloaked in a cashmere sweater. The analogy that I used in Smell Club for this scent was like a firefly in a mason jar. The zing is there, but it's subdued. 
Now, moving on to nightclubbing, this is a scent that feels like a cozy sort of like orris vanilla, but then there is this like cigarette galbanum note that evokes wafts of like a joyous evening from the night before that linger on your clothes the next day. Without being boozy, it is sort of like hangovery, which to me kind of feels like listening to the song on a cool gray morning. And lastly, I also happen to think that like a cool stony orris fragrance would be perfect for this song. Particularly, the fragrance I think of is DSH Perfumes Loris. Now the orris here, just like Mark Lanigan's voice, is one that is warm and smooth, but the backdrop feels cold and gray. It feels like the marble slab of perfume. All three of these scents to me are incredibly special and unique, while all not coming off too strong, too sweet, or too spicy, and I think any one of them could perfectly capture this essence. Who do we have next? Hey, Emma. Uh, My name is Haley. I'm 23. I was hoping you could help me find a floral fragrance that is going to help me kind of fall in love with florals. I know you wanted me to list perfumes that I liked, but none of them have floral in them. Um, I really like Young Cossack by Anna Zwerkina, which is like this kind of leathery, sifra, hay smell. It's so good. Um, I love Papyrus Moleculaire by Crivelli. It's very creamy um, and subtle. And I also love Chef's Table by Min New York, just because that herbaceous blend is just so, so yummy. But... I I go into the perfume counter, like, you know, department stores, and I smell their floral fragrances, and I'm just not impressed. There's just nothing there that really um, that really strikes me as, oh, I need to take this home. Um, I don't really like rose. I don't really like synthetics. Um, the more synthetic a flower smells, the more it just reminds me of, like, a glade or a freshener. So, I know there are beautiful floral smells out there and I really love the smell of lilacs like in real life when it's mixed with, you know, summer heat and humidity. So maybe something along that line, I guess. Um, I was hoping my budget would be like under $250. But yeah, I I hope you have something up your sleeve like that because I want to love florals. I really do. I feel like I'm missing out. Thanks, Emma. Have a good one. Haley? I love that you are not writing off an entire fragrance family just because you haven't found the one. I am a true believer that people who feel like they just can't get into a certain fragrance family or note just haven't found the right one. There are always exceptions to the rules, and I love that you continue on your quest for the perfect floral. So you want a photorealistic, not synthetic feeling floral, and you're particularly attracted to lilac and lilac-esque sort of smells. I got you. Coming in, a mere $10 under budget, but even more if you use my Lucky Scent discount code. The first perfume that I think you would love is Regime des Fleurs Tears. Now, this is an exception to my taste as well, because I rarely go for a sort of like watery ozonic fragrance. And though I love the smell of lilacs in real life, I'm not usually drawn to lilac notes in perfumery. But Tears is both of those things, and it is absolutely beautiful. It's a dewy, sheer lilac, but it has this sort of gentle, round heart. It's not creamy, but as is the common theme in everything I love, there is an orris heart, which is what keeps it from feeling like too flowery, too petally, too sheer, too ozonic. It feels like medium bodied, like it feels bushy. I don't know if that resonates with you. It's photorealistic, but it also feels 
perfumey. Now, if you want another realistic floral, another scent that quite literally was made in collaboration with the New York Botanical Garden using Headspace technology to capture the smells from the 2019 orchid show, I think you should try Caswell Massey Orchid. It's incredibly botanical, and it also is a tinge honeyed and fruity from this juicy, sweet, nashi pear note. Another one you might want to add to your cart is Parfum Satori Hayuge, which is a green tea fragrance inspired by ancient green tea ceremonies in Japan. But there's something in this fragrance. I know it's a green tea note, but to me, it is so verdant and fresh that whenever I smell it, it evokes the memories I have of being a kid and sticking my nose in lilac bushes. It feels very photorealistic and it's absolutely beautiful and green and blooming. And if you want to go in a different direction for another photorealistic floral, I very much recommend Our Side Nostalgia. It is a perfect, modern, photorealistic, dewy, juicy jasmine scent. We have one more caller. Caller, what is your name and where are you calling from? Hi, my name is Elliot. I am a longtime listener of the Perfume Room. Absolutely love it. I am looking for a fragrance, like a your skin but better type of thing. Um, I just finished my first bottle of Glossier U, and it really wasn't my favorite, but I did reach for it quite a bit because I like um, having something kind of maybe a little basic and simple that you can kind of return to easily day after day. I also like huge perfumes with a lot of silage, with a lot of noticeable exotic notes, um, things that are extremely spicy, extremely fresh. Like I like things that are more avant guard. Um, but I also need a little bit of neutral, um, nothing but nothing fragrance for every day or just staying in bed. You know, I would say my budget, I don't, I'm not really sure if I have a budget because I'm planning on buying this fragrance for myself as a gift after I start my new big girl job. Um, and I would say a kind of vibe or aesthetic that I'm looking for would be like you bump into somebody at a museum and they have a cool outfit on and it's not overpowering, but you get a little clean scent off of them like, oh, who are you? And then they're kind of there and gone in a second. And uh, yeah, I longtime lover, longtime listener of The Perfumer. I'm a big fan of Emma Vernon. Ta-ta. Elliot. This has been a tricky one for me because you want that nothing but nothing neutral everyday scent that's as easy to reach for as Glossier U, but something that simultaneously has a lot more going on than Glossier U. So I have gone back and forth of like very like skin sense, skin sense to more like skin scent plus sense. And this is where I have landed. Okay. Firstly, I love that we've placed this cool person in a museum. I love that energy. Cool. And I love that you sort of bump into them and you get a little sort of like aspirational edge, but something that feels very like fresh and clean and easy. And also knowing that you have a sort of affinity for things that are spicy and fresh. Here's where we are. And yes, I know I sound like a broken record talking about the two scents I'm about to recommend because I do recommend them all the time. But you know what? There is a reason. And that reason is that they are great. So the two scents that I think would be great for you would be Etat Libre d'Orange, Remarkable People, and Diptyque Orpheon. They're going to give you a little bit more than what you get from Glossier U, but they still feel just as easy to reach for. Now, allegedly, Orpheon is Phoebe Bridger's signature scent, and I feel like that tells you everything that you need to know. But the reason I feel like you and you particularly would like it is because if you're bumping into someone in the museum, you need a fragrance that has sillage and longevity, and the beauty of Orpheon 
is in its dry down. This is a fragrance that lasts and lasts and lasts. It's powdery, it's fresh, it's juniper berry, it's jasmine, and it almost feels like a little baby sheep fragrance. It's woody and foresty, but give it a few hours and I promised you there's this like teeny little clean but dirty jasmine that pokes through and gives it just enough intrigue and dimension. I think it would be perfect. Now, Remarkable People, this is a scent that I've talked about on the podcast as reminding me of the smells of like glossy Vogue magazine ripe with perfume inserts. It's glossy and it's perfumey and it's spicy. It even is like a little bit like Christmassy and yet somehow it still exists in skin scent territory. It's got cardamom, champagne, pepper, grapefruit, jasmine. It is fresh, zesty, perfection. It's got a lot more going on than your average skin scent, but it is still very easy to wear. I'd say neither of these are nothing but nothings, but maybe they're like nothing but somethings. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We will be back next week with regularly scheduled programming. And if you do not follow the Instagram account for Perfume Room, do so. It is Perfume Room Pod. And that is where I post when I am taking scent consultation submissions. Have a great week. This podcast was edited by Joe Leonardo. Music is by Max Vernon. And illustrations are by Israel Rodriguez. Rodriguez.